Boys and girls, welcome to the Hustle and Grind podcast. This is a show for anyone who makes anything by hand and has a passion for turning their part-time hustle into their full-time grind. My name is Jason Hartwell, and I'm here in the Peach Podcast Syndicate studio with my homie, Mr. Ryan Chadborn. What's up, Ryan? How we doing, everybody? Ah, that's an old school intro, man. I wish you'd heard it before. <laughs> I'll have to go back. Yeah, dude. So See, you made me all ashamed now. I haven't listened to the early episodes. <laughs> those were some good ones, man. We had some gold back then. So way back in those days, I actually had that little intro written out on paper. It took me like weeks to word it right in my head. And it lasted maybe oh, really? the first six or eight episodes, and then I just kind of skipped off of it. But I was thinking about it, man. We had so much fun back then, and it's still fun. But it's you know it's changed directions. But I kind of want to make sure we still stick towards the, the reason we started it, which is talking about True. the hustle of doing what we do. Yeah. You know, we, we get sidetracked a lot, and we have fun doing it. But we spend a lot of time talking about some dumb shit. And uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Some shit that I listen back to the episode and I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, it's funny. Maybe we shouldn't have brought that up. Yeah. It was funny to us at the time sometimes, but I even listened to it and I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe I should start editing these things. <laughs> but no, I don't want to do that, man. We're we're good to go. Yeah. Everybody's going to notice that we're pickle lists today. Yep. And if you have reasons yeah. as to why, DM Pickle. There you have it. But uh, he's just busy. We'll leave it there. But hey, what's been going on with you this week, Ryan? You, you've had uh, some good news. I had that raffle up, and that sold out in exactly a week. And that was the first raffle I ever did, and it was awesome. I mean, I probably grew 70 followers from it, like legit followers, not like uh, – Warzabard friggin' porno bots, you know what I mean? Like these are actual people, and uh, it sold out in exactly a week. It actually is going to Mike Jones Knife and Tool, nice, which, which is probably the most established maker that bought into the raffle. So that's kind of scary, but you know, he's somebody I'm a fan of. So it's like, uh, <laughs> dude, but yeah, I know what you mean. He's a cool guy though, so I'm not overly worried. Yeah, well, that that raffle knife that I did, and it went to Tony at TNT Forge. Mm-hmm. I sent him several messages before he got it. I'm like, dude, you know, critique the shit out of this knife. Let me know what you think. Give me pointers. And he finally messaged me back. He was like, man, I'm, I've looked over it. There's really not much I can say, man. It's it's great. That made me feel really fucking good. Nice. And I nice. even pointed That's out. Yeah, I I even pointed out like, look look at this, look at that. You know, these are the things that I feel like I have problems with. He's like, no, nah, man, killed it. That felt really cool. That's a really nice knife, and I know that my heat treat was on point because I broke the first one. Right. So, you know, um, it's all fit and finished from there, I guess. Well, speaking of how nice that knife was, I I love that fucking knife. I want to talk about this diamond grind that you do. Now, I've heard you say the word diamond grind, and I see the knife, and I feel like in my head I can kind of dissect it you know what i mean and kind of sort of understand how you get to that point Mm -hmm. but i want to hear from you what you do to get that shape and 
the the reason for it? is there a reason besides it just looks cool as shit? Uh, it helps with food release um, because you don't have like if you do a full flat grind, the food's always can like contacting the blade right there. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas with a diamond grind, the spine of the blade has a super. I guess you'd call it a fuller, a super wide fuller in it, and it uh it really helps with the food doesn't have anything to contact once it passes the bevel. Um, so to do it, I use a work rest. And anybody who follows me on Instagram, I posted videos of how I grind, like how I hold the platen with my fingers, which I'm told is super dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I'll run the blade spine on my work rest. And I even leave like a, if I'm doing a hidden tang, I'll leave most of the tangs still there on the spine so that you don't end up having like a pivot point off your Ricasso. Um and I start with the wheel. I use an 8-inch wheel, but you can use a 10, 12, 14, 4. It's all about, you know, how how wide you want that hollow to be on the back. And I set that in at 36 on both sides. And then I set in the bevels at 36 on both sides. And then from there, it's just refining. And um, so when I do the bevels, I'll do my bevels all the way up to 800, whatever the final grit that I'm doing is. And then I'll go back in and do the wheel because as you do the bevel, you're going to move that line down into the hollow more. So you have to reset it in the finer grits. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I completely follow what you're saying. Um, so the top is a hollow grind, but the top is a flat grind. The top's flat. The bevel's a flat grind. And then the spine is a hollow grind. Okay, so if I'm looking down, like if I'm holding your blade in my hand, looking from the handle to the tip with cutting edge down, the the spine side, the highest side, that's, yeah. that's not your hollow? That's a hollow. Okay, yeah, that's, cut, what, that's what I was yeah. getting at. The top is a hollow. Yeah, the belly of the knife is a flat grind. Gotcha. So it's kind yeah. of like an S grind, except for your hollow just goes all the way to the spine. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah. I'm not totally sure the difference between an S-grind and a diamond grind. Um, I know with an S-grind, they use like a 36-inch radius platen or 24-inch yeah. ra- radius platen. And I'm using a lot tighter of a radius. I'm using an 8-inch. Um, so just a regular cheapo Chinese serrated wheel. It works awesome. I love the serrated ones. Well, from what I understand, and I'm not an expert by no means, but... From what I understand, an S grind is where you start your bevels with a hollow, but you don't finish it with a hollow. You still come in with a convex grind at the cutting edge. That way, you know, you're coming up from the edge convex, and then it hits the hollow, so it's kind of coming in and then goes back into the flat. So that kind of gives it the S. I think uh, okay. that's what I feel like in my head it is. I Like I said, I don't really know for sure. Yeah. And, like, there's different ways to do it. Um, my knives end up a little thicker on the spine than most people's because um, some guys will add in that distal taper. Yeah. You yeah. know, into the hollow. I don't do that. That distal taper on mine is just in the tip um, because, you know, it's a slicing knife. It's not... 
you don't you don't have to have flex on your blade. You know what I mean? No. Especially on a chef knife. I wouldn't um, want flex in a chef's knife. Exactly. You know. So, um, like uh, Noah Vash on his knives are amazing. He does diamond grinds. He goes way thinner on his blades than I do on mine. So, um, but his his hollows are more they're less pronounced because he's doing Damascus. You know what I mean? So it, right. Right. You, like on mine, you hit that, that real deep crisp line down the center. Mm-hmm. His, the angles are closer if that makes sense. Oh. So it's less. Yeah. Of a, I love the angle, you know, that, that line down the middle of yours. It's like a sword chef's knife. Yeah. Kind of just badass dude. You're killing it. Thanks man. I appreciate that. I put a lot of concentration into my bevels. Like when I first started making knives, which wasn't that long ago, that raffle knife was probably the 45th knife I've made. That's crazy. And I, I, uh, I get obsessed about stuff. Like we talked in the group chats and I'll send you guys a picture of a work in progress knife. And I'm like, you see that little swoop right there that pisses (laughs) me off. This knife is a piece of shit. And it, you know, I'm just super anal about how, the bevels look how the grinds look like that's a big thing for me when i see other makers who put out grinds that are you know i'm not knocking anyone i'm not talking shit but like sloppy or you can tell that their plunge lines are way off like you could have fixed it right that's you know you know that's another 30 seconds to a minute on the grinder and you could have pushed that other line back to meet the other one you know what i mean it's just yeah yeah and I'm, that's, that's I'm the difference about it you know, you're anal about it. You don't want to let that one little swoop slide. You know, it's better to be that way than to look at it and say, oh, well, fuck it. That's good enough. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of good enough out there and it's frustrating. Yeah. Which I understand that too. You know, you like sometimes you're not going to get it perfect. Um, like maybe you had a warp in the blade that you were able to grind out, but it still showed up in your lines, yeah. which happens. Yeah. Especially if you're doing a diamond grind, if your blades off a little bit, you're going to see it in where, cause you know, you're running it on a work rest. So if the blades off a little bit, you're going to grind deeper on the edges of that bend than you are in the center of that bend. Um, if that makes sense to the listeners, but I'm sure um, it makes sense guys, to a lot of them. Yeah. We do actually have some a, guys a will few just listeners us, that don't make knives, which is cool. I like that. It's awesome. Yeah. I think they come here for the randomness when we get silly with it, but na 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 getting silly with it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what, I feel like a million dollars today. There you go. I feel like a crisp million dollar bill. I wish I had a crisp million dollar bill. Your face is frozen. You look like a like a three and a half dollar bill right now. Can you still hear me? Oh, I can hear you fine, but your face is froze up some weird kind of way right now. Oh, yeah, you're back. You're back. Oh, well, <laughs> we're recording, right? Last time Jay and I tried to do a solo podcast without Pickle, we weren't recording. We did the whole thing just shooting the shit to each other without the button pushed. We are pushed. We are pushed. The button's red, and we are locked and loaded, ready to go. There we go. Yeah, but anyway, man, I'm feeling so good. I feel great. And uh, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about why I feel so good. And uh, I, I kind of debated whether I should or not. You know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. But it's something I'm super excited about. And, man, I just I cannot even explain how much better I've been feeling lately. 
And boys and girls, I'm going to lay it out there to you. And part of the reason is I want the world to know. The other part of the reason is I feel like if I share, then I can be held accountable. And that will help me. You know what I mean? So, Ryan, what am I holding here in my hand? Uh, Zero sugar Gatorade. That's right, boys and girls. Ryan, what am I normally holding in my hand when I'm in this studio? Uh, Some kind of bitch beer like Coors Light or something (laughs) like that. No, it's usually Miller Light. Oh, Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah. But, guys, I have damn near about quit drinking. Now, I am not going to say I'm going to quit drinking and never drink again. I think that's ridiculous. Um, If somebody wants to do that, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I may end up doing that. I don't know. That's not my my goal as of now. But, guys, I've been getting to the point where I was drinking too much. And I finally let myself realize that when I was waking up every morning feeling like hammered dog shit. And I would sit on the couch like with my head in my hands for 15 minutes mad at myself knowing that the reason I feel this fucking way is because I did it. You know what I mean? There's no other reason. I'm not sick. I don't have the flu. You know, there's no other reason. I did it to myself. You had that self-inflicted flu. Exactly. And I was doing yeah. it every fucking day. And I finally spoke up and said, man, this is the problem. I got to stop fucking doing that. And, uh, and I, so I did, you know, and like I said, I haven't stopped drinking, but I went from buying a 30 pack at least every other day to this past week and a half. I've probably bought two 12 packs total and man, I feel so good. I feel more productive. I'm, I'm not waking up with my face all swollen and just head pounding. And I, I feel like a brand new man, dude good man this shit's bad for you it's so bad so bad and uh, it's it's changing the way i think about a lot of things so uh you know part of the reason that i wanted to cut back obviously was money we talk a lot about money on here and i'm trying to take what i made into my full-time grind you know from my part-time hustle and make it work well i'm not making enough money to do that so it's kind of stupid to be spending a shitload of money on beer. You know, that's not a necessity. The light bill's a necessity. Right. So after I gave my truck back and all that, I was like, well, I'm trying to save money here. I don't need to go buy all that beer. Well, we talked about me buying a little beater car. I did that. I bought me a Honda Accord, paid 1100 bucks for it. Four days later, I blowed the fucking motor up. Four days. So instead of getting all pissed off, I'm like, man, whatever. It's just a motor. You know what I mean? I woke up on the top side of the dirt. I feel good. I'm still smiling. I can get another motor. I'm I'm not letting anything get to me. I don't want the, I don't want this podcast to go to like some motivational, you know, fucking weirdo shit. I don't even know the word I'm looking for. But I just want to tell the world I feel freaking great. And I'm happy about it. And I'm proud of myself. You should be proud. Not a lot of people have that ability to be self-accountable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they'll start making excuses. I just can't catch a break type people. And I just can't have them people around me. And I'm glad you're not one of them people. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a break out there for everybody. You just got to work your ass off and find it. Mm -hmm. I'm still looking for my break. I haven't found it. Just about every bill I got is late. But I don't have any cutoff notices. You know what I mean? My yeah. my lights are current. My my house is paid up on time. I'm good on the, the big time ones. 
But guess what? Those other bills, they can be a little late. It's not going to hurt anything. I might have to pay a $5 late fee, but so what? I'll, I'll come up with that $5 whenever, whenever I got it, you know? Yeah. I'm a firm believer that, um, when shit needs to happen, it will happen, whether you make it happen or not. I agree completely. You know, I mean, obviously working your balls off and making it happen is going to expedite that happening. Right. But if if you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing, the storm will end someday, you know? Yeah. All it takes is hard work. Yep. In the words of Mr. Brian House, you got to work for it. Work for it. Get lucky. Uh, hard, they say. hard work, hard work, hard work, good, good luck. luck. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, this past week I haven't done shit in the knife shop. I've done, you know, everybody knows I do some remodeling here and there. And I got a buddy that buys and sells, you know, rental properties and flips houses and fix them up to be rentals and all this. And we've been working on one. We started this week. So that's what I've been up to, you know, this, the past week, this will come out Tuesday. So last week, um, and we went in there and busted ass. They wanted this house done by the time school starts back, which is, I think, September, end of August, somewhere in there. It's looking like we're going to be done no more than 60 days, 100% finished. And if we can coordinate, you know, other contractors like painters and, you know, roofers and all this stuff, could even be 30 days. Nice. And I was talking to one of the guys. There's two guys that went in, you know, together as partners to buy it, you know, the owners. And uh, he was kind of impressed with how hard I was wanting to work. He said, Jason, it's hard to find somebody that wants to work, you know, the way you want to work. I said, man, i got to make a dollar a day. That's it. You know, i got to be doing something. And I'm going to work my ass off. And he asked me, uh, he said, if we buy a real good pressure washer, would you mind pressure washing? I said, man, I don't give a shit. He said, well, what would you charge us to do that? I said, man, you, you pay me a fair wage per day. I don't give a fuck what I do. If you want me to pressure wash, that's what I'm doing. If you want me gutting the kitchen, that's what I'm doing. That's what I was doing today before I got here on Sunday. I was gutting the yep. kitchen. And uh, he kind of looked at me and said, yeah, man, that's what's up. And I told him, I said, when you and Brandon get across from each other when this project's finished and y'all are talking all these numbers and stuff and y'all are sliding papers back and forth across the desk and you're going over all these receipts and you're looking at all these numbers, I want you to be impressed and say, holy shit. This happened because Jason was here, because Jason helped, because Jason did it. Mm-hmm. That way you hurry up and you buck and buy another one. And the next time we do it again, and Jason gets a little bit more money, a little bit more money because we know it's going to go faster. We know the production's up. But then I told him, I said, one of these days now, don't know when, but one of these days when you and Brandon are sitting there at that little desk and you're talking numbers and you're sliding papers back and forth and you're talking about how much money you made, you're going to have to slide that motherfucker three ways because I'm going to be on y'all's level and I'm going to sit at that table with you one of these days. Yeah. And he just looked at me and smiled and he has no idea how serious I am. Are they <laughs> doing these jobs on a bid? What do you mean? So like they go in, they look at the project and they're like, it'll cost, we're going to, I'm going to shoot at a low number just to make it simple for our slow listeners. But like, <laughs> let's say the whole job will cost $500. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or $5,000 or whatever it's going to cost. And then that's what you get. 5,000 bucks to do the whole job that covers materials, labor, everything. No. Um, okay. So the way they do it is they, let's just say, for example, they buy a house for a hundred grand. 
that's kind of a, a rough ballpark of the type of properties they like to stay around. And they'll want to put, say, if they're flipping a house, they'll probably put another thirty grand into it. So they're in it, you know, one hundred and thirty, but they're going to turn around and sell it for, you know, one eighty something like that, two hundred. Yeah. But when they do projects, they don't. There's no bullshitting. There's no band aids. There's no patching this or that up. You know, it's all new appliances, countertops. Most of the time, all new cabinets, at least new cabinet doors. You know, all new flooring throughout the entire house, paint. I mean, it's they go all out. But the way they do it is they pay me just, you know, a, a pretty fair wage per day. But the beautiful part about that is I can get enough work done in four or five hours that would equal someone else's eight. Right. So I, yeah. I still do have time to get back and do other things. But on this one, I'm kind of trying to show off. So I've been putting in that, you know, eight, nine, ten hours a day. But, uh, yeah, I just I try to help them out, and I, I look at their money like it's my money because in the long run, you know, I've got their credit card in my pocket. I could go buy all new everything, but if I see that where there's a place where I can fix something for $10 as opposed to replace it for 200 you know, I'm going to fix it. Right. Unless that fix is going to take two days and replacing it would take an hour. You know, something like that, you kind of got to weigh it out. Yeah, as long as they're – not misers, you know what I mean? And they're willing to reciprocate the more money you make them, the more they kick back to you, then you're good to go, you know? Right. It, it all circles around as a mutual respect type thing. And I want to keep all the money that I can in their pockets because the more money that they have, number one, the more money they can afford to pay me. Number two, the more money they have left over to buy another house when this one's done and flip them again. Yeah, I'm not trying yes. to make a career as a house flipper or a contractor, but I do genuinely love this kind of work. I've done yeah. it my whole life. I love it. It's fun to me. I used to do it. I was a finished carpenter for a while. Yeah, it's, it's fun, yeah. dude. It's satisfying, too, you know? Yeah. Like, there's houses in this area I've driven by, and I've been like, I put the roof on that house. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I put the second story bathroom in that house. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the the common thing for all contractors. You drive past the place you worked on. I worked on that house over there, boys. You got, yeah. to, got to tell your kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, it's awesome. It's fun. I love it. And uh, but right now I'm hurting because of it. You know, I don't go to no gym. I feel like you know day to day activities oh, yeah. is uh, what you're supposed to do in order to keep yourself fit and whatnot. And I'm pretty strong, you know. I could I could lift a a school bus, you know. Probably not. But I'm pretty strong, but man, I had to tear carpet out of this house. Oh, dude, that's so, the worst. You know, doing the the little bend over and cut so you can cut it into strips. That's bad on the hammies. And then uh, rolling it up and carrying it through the house and putting it in a dumpster. That's like squats with you know two three hundred pounds every time walking it through a house. When I was doing it, I felt great. Didn't bother me a bit. But I got home that night and was a little, little tense, you know, in the back of my thighs. I woke up the next morning, about couldn't move. Yeah, my Getting legs old, were bro. on fire, dude. I know. <laughs> the worst part about carpet, any carpet job I ever did, where I was pulling carpet or whatever. Anybody who's never done it doesn't realize how much 
fucking hair and skin cells and just nastiness settles underneath the carpet. Oh yeah. That doesn't come out when you vacuum it. And it is gross. So gross. Yeah. You start, you start itching. If you're wearing short sleeves, it's just nasty. Yeah. It was rough, dude. It was all soaked in, you know, five-year-old cat piss and shit. Dude. Pretty nasty. We had a job one time where we had to go in and it was an elderly person that lived there and it died and they died, but they had like 20 something cats. So there was a crawl space upstairs that that was the cat's litter box, but there was no litter box in there. They just, the cats would go in there and shit because the old person couldn't take (laughs) care of them. The whole house smelled like cat pee so bad. We had to sand the hardwood floors down and then put like five coats of polyurethane over it to try and mask the smell. Yeah, it was it was gross. Like, go home, get instantly in the shower. Gross. Yeah, that's what I did. It was so nasty. I, I actually went home and showered when I was through. Like as soon as the carpet was done, I went home and showered, and then came back to continue working on other things. It was so Ugh. nasty. I had like that dirt shit in my ears. Yeah. So when there's I, nothing worse than cat pee too. Uh, dude, when I got in the shower, I turned the shower head to where it's like you know the jet mode. Where it's just the one singular little thing coming out of the middle of the shower head. Yeah. And then took, you know, it's like on the little hose with the wand or whatever. And I was like pressure washing inside my ear with that little jet <laughs> trying to get all that crap out of there when I got home. But, yep. So that's what I've been doing this week. Lots of fun. That's cool. Got a couple weeks have, of it coming up left. I haven't gotten much done in my shop either, so don't feel bad. I put a recliner and a TV out there, and that was a fucking mistake. Have you already so realized like, that? Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told you that day. I was out there all afternoon yesterday and I didn't accomplish anything. Um I sat there and watched fights or you know, like I'm like, oh, I'll have a smoke break and I'll just sit down in the chair and I'm like, ah oh. Yeah. Nobody's I'm out in my shop, nobody's bothering me. The wife don't come out here, you know what I mean? So like like my wife says I'm incapable of relaxing. And one good thing is I actually got some relaxation in yesterday because <laughs> I was by myself. Nobody's talking to me. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, ah, chilling in my recliner. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm supposed to be grinding shit. I got shit to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. When I had the TV in my shop, it's actually, if you go back into the archives of the Hustle and Grind podcast, it's mentioned on a few shows about you know how unproductive I was. But I, I do understand you're not a fan of the shows you haven't been on. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would go out there and uh, I had a smart TV. So it had like the apps on it, right? Like YouTube and Netflix, whatever. And I would just go on YouTube. And most of the time, I would just type in music videos. Like, I want to hear this song. Well, you know, that song goes off and you're all pumped up and shit, and an ad comes on. Well, you know, after five seconds, you can skip the ad. So you stop what you're doing. You go over there. You grab the remote. You wait to skip the ad. New song comes on. Ah, not really feeling this one right now. So then you go back, search for something else. Or something cool comes on with a cool video. So you stop and watch the music video. Man, I was so unproductive. It was bad. I actually pay for YouTube premium, so I don't have ads. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and they got me during the 2016 election because I was so tired of hearing political ads. The local local races that were going here in Maine were like 
dog fights, dude. Yeah, and that's it was, how it was, was here. yeah. And I was so tired of vote for Sarah Gideon, vote for so and so, vote for this person. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking buying YouTube Premium. It's worth twelve dollars <laughs> a month to not have to deal with that. And then after the election was over, into the 2020 election, I was because I, I was about to drop it right before 2020, and then I was like, oh, there's an election coming up. I don't want to listen to that shit. <laughs> so they've got me. I've, I'm still on it. But I even put a little, because I don't know if they do it there, but here they'll send you paper flyers. Like, they're almost like cardboard, like hard, stiff paper flyers. Like, this person hates babies, and this oh, person yep, yep. wants to spend all our money, and this person smoked crack in the 80s, and or whatever they're slandering the other yeah. person about. And, like, you'll get 20 of them a day. Like, not even kidding. So I put a little note on the front of my mailbox, no political shit. So, okay, on an unrelated but kind of related note to that, what you're talking about. So, I don't know why. The other day, I was riding down the road and I was just thinking about politics. You know, there was, I, I can't remember what, some governor, mayor, you know, congressman, something, probably some stupid ass Biden. I don't know. Something was on my mind and I was thinking about politics. And I pulled into this gas station. You know, same little station I stop at every morning, grab my Red Bull or whatever. Usually I get a Red Bull and a honey bun. But um, I whipped in there, and when I was pulling in, there was five guys coming off the sidewalk from the highway, walking into the into the gas station parking lot. And they caught my eye for two reasons. Number one, it was really early and really cold. And that, that section of highway is not where you would normally see someone walking. So that was a little weird. But the clothes they were wearing was the weirdest, wildest-looking shit. Like, one of them had a purple afro. The other one had, like, this damn pink kind of chunk of hair going, like, across his face where you, you know he can't see what he's doing. Like, it's all in front of his face. But so purposefully swooped across his eyes. And the rest of his head is fucking shaved. And the other three was... Almost equally as weird. And I would guess they're probably in their early 20s. And this thought crossed my mind. Fuck. 30, 40 years from now, they're all going to be like that. Like, we're going to have to elect one of them. You know what I mean? This whole <laughs> new generation coming up is so freaking weird. Yeah, but our grandparents said that about us, too. I think it's it's just the way of things. My wife tells me all the time I have to just let stuff slide because I have teenage sons. Yeah and, I, yeah. and I'm like, why are you wearing that shit? It looks stupid. <laughs> you yeah. know, and she's like, you're the grumpy old man, Ryan. You need to just let it slide. They're testing their boundaries, whatever. But, I mean, styles change, you know. I wore Jenkos, man. Oh, yeah. I was, I was a big Jenko fan. Back in the day, you know, and they, now that I look back on it, I'm like, I looked so stupid. I had denim trash bags on my pants. Like (laughs) 32s, like my, the, the bell bottoms was the size of my waist. Yeah. So ridiculous. I had a pair of 60 inch cuffs. Oh, good Lord. They were huge. And like, you'd step in a puddle and then they'd wrap around your legs and stuff. (laughs) So like when I see this, you know, these new pink hair generation, I try and, I don't know. I try and give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I understand that. I guess we're becoming our parents, right? Kind of like that mm-hmm. uh, insurance commercial. Mm-hmm. We're getting old. 
you know, two generations ago, tattoos weren't accepted and we're yeah. both covered in them. That's true. That's very true. You know, I told my son the other day, he's got a, he's almost 12 and his girlfriend gave him this little thing. It's, I don't even know what, how to explain what it looks like, but it's a little unicorn. And he kept carrying it around and looking at it. And I was like, well, what the hell is that? And finally he showed me it's something you put on your, your phone charger wire and you slide it, you know, when you plug your phone in, you slide it over the hard part on the end of the wire. And it's supposed to keep the wire from fraying right there, how all chargers do. Yeah. So I was like, well, cool, man. That's, you know, it's kind of a neat little invention, but why is it a unicorn? You know? And he's like, oh, so-and-so, his girlfriend, whatever her name is this week, you know, he runs through them pretty quick. But uh, he says she gave it to him. So I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, I guess at my age, or when I was his age, if some chick gave me something, it probably wouldn't really matter what it was, right? I mean, I'd hold on to it, think I'm cool. Well, then later on that same day, he made a comment about wanting to dye his hair pink. And for some reason, that got to me. (laughs) Because, I mean, he's only 11 right now, almost 12. Talking about wanting to dye his hair pink. I told him, I said, boy, if you dye your hair pink, you might as well get you a purse to put your little unicorn in. <laughs> I went off on his ass, like, funny. I didn't dare get onto him, you know, but yeah. just kind of cutting up about it. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. If one of my kids was to come out gay, I don't give a damn. You know what I mean? As long as they're happy, whatever. But right. I'm still going to be their dad and i'm still gonna pick on them right to their yeah. face the way i would if they were gay straight whatever i'll just have my different- stepson's gay nobody gives a fuck yeah that's what i'll just have a different set of jokes you know what I mean? yeah he goes you know he came out to us and like he was all nervous he thought like we we're gonna be upset with him or something and i'm like dude i'm like i've known you since you were four you think i'm surprised like come on <laughs> <Right>? man. we're <laughs> we're good don't even worry about it nobody cares Exactly. But he's got purple hair and I tried to fight it. I was like, ah, cause you know, like we were just talking about, you see them people in public and you're like, Hmm, yeah. you know, and, but, and, but then my wife explained it to me. Like that's the style these days. That's what these kids like, you know? And then, and then they brought up the mullet. Well, that, that purple and, and pink hair and shit, that's their expression of our Jinkos. Yeah. Know, it, yeah. It was stupid as shit. And old people, you know, they looked at us like, the fuck is that kid wearing dude i get those looks all the time i have a shirt that says i hate everyone's stupid cunts on it wow and i wear it in public <laughs> and my wife hates it she's like i can't believe you wore that shirt and i was like well i do and they are <laughs> but yeah. like they brought up the mullet you know my wife's like you're almost 40 and you have a mullet yeah and you're gonna give him shit because he wants purple hair and i was like you know what you're right die away it's fine yeah whatever I've got some pretty cool shirts. I don't have one quite that to the point. My favorite one is a UFO sucking up Bigfoot, and it says, get in, loser. We're doing butt stuff. Oh, yeah. You told me about that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have that style of shirt. I've got some. Like, I've got one that's got uh, brass knuckles right across the chest and on yep. both shoulders. It's got, like, the little uh, Sailor Jerry style bluebirds. You know what I mean? Like the old school tattoo style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got a banner going across the top of the brass knuckles that says drink, fight, fuck. I had a shirt that said I fuck on the first date. And uh, nice. when when my wife and I first started dating and I was first going to meet her family, I tried to wear that shirt. And she was like, you are not 
wearing that fucking shirt to go meet my dad. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, I'll change it. Yeah, that's probably not a great first impression. But uh, at the same oh, time, wow. though, what a story to tell years later if you would have now that you actually married her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I don't, like I talk to you guys and I'll hop on the lives and talk to people, but it's different talking to somebody through a camera than it is in person. Oh, of course. And I'm, I'm not a social guy. I don't like interacting with people in public. Like if we go to Walmart and the parking lot's packed, I'll wait in the car. Like, I just can't do it. I'm like, there's there's too many people in here. My wife calls it Ryan getting overstimulated. Oh, like, because I can just, I focus on things, you know what I mean? So I'll hear other people talking and like, not in my head, but like, if there's a lot of people in the room, I'm trying to follow everybody's conversation and my brain gets overwhelmed. And so I just don't do crowds at all. I used to be that way. And uh, I actually, I think Blade Show helped me a ton. Just going up there and getting to know so many different people. The first time I ever went, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I, I had seen people on Instagram and mm-hmm. I had had very few like DM conversations, but I didn't know anybody. And by the end of the first night, like I had so many people's direct contact information, phone numbers, you know, making plans to meet up in the pit the following night, people that I still talk to at least on a weekly basis all these years later. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, that helped me a ton, but, uh, I did this thing years ago. It was talk to three strangers a day. Even if you just say, how are you? You know, hope you're having a good day. Something in the grocery store, make a comment about what's in their buggy. Just three strangers a day. And man, it don't take long at all. And you ain't got a problem talking to anybody. Yeah. I can go to the gas station and Katie will be waiting in the car and I go in for, you know, just to grab us a drink or something. And it'll be 15 minutes later. I'm walking out, and she's like, who'd you run into? I'm like, I don't know, some dude. We was talking about this, that, whatever. You know, I just strike up a conversation. I think it's fun. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Somebody <laughs> somebody, somebody will talk to me in a gas station. I'll just stare at him. I'm like, why are you talking to me? You'd be that guy where I'd walk back out to the car real fast, and she'd be like, you must not have seen anybody. I'm like, well, there was this one fucking weirdo in there. He just stared at me. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless they're giving me shit and then I don't, I don't hesitate to bark back when somebody gives me shit. Like I occasionally like to buy a scratch ticket every now and then. And this one day I'm in line at the gas station. I'm like, I need 20 on pump two, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'll take one number 14 or whatever, a $2 ticket. Cause I had two bucks and change coming back. And the guy behind me in line, he's like, Oh, fucking losers only always scratching scratch tickets when i'm in here fucking losers and i turned around and i was like you want me to buy you one (laughs) like come on man i'm only buying one you want me to stand here and scratch it because i've been behind those people in line and that's a pain in the ass you know those people i don't think he expected me to turn around and confront him but yeah you know i'm i'm half your age and twice your size you should probably just like calm down it's time to shut the fuck up old dude yeah, I'll call my buddy Pickle and sick him on you. <laughs> well, yeah. Poor old Pickle. Anyway, we miss Pickle. He's missing all the fun. He always misses the fun. He missed all wonder, the fun last week, too. I wonder if I could do an impression of him. 
What's up? What's up, everybody? <laughs> Close. Close. Yeah, it's hard. He's he's like he's like Canadian sling blade without being dumb, you know? He's like <laughs> uh, uh how we doing everybody? You know. <laughs> yeah, something like that for sure. Well, today's Super Bowl Sunday. You watching the game? Oh fuck no. Really? I don't watch football. Oh, I can dude. I I know how to play football like I I've played video games of football so i know the game you know what i mean i can follow a game of football but it doesn't interest me i'm i'm an mma guy through and through right like you know like people watch sports because they feel it you know you like you almost feel like you're a part of the game when your team's doing good or whatever i don't i don't feel that when i watch football but i do when i watch mma you know i'm a big time ufc fan i don't miss one well I i feel that feeling you're talking about when i watch the georgia bulldogs but when it comes to pro football, I don't give a shit about it. You know, I I like the the contest part of it. You know, I like the competitive part. And me and Katie, we just both just love football. So we'll watch whatever game's on. We don't root for any particular team. Mm-hmm. We just enjoy watching the game. But um, it, today is the Super Bowl. So most importantly is the commercials and the halftime show. Um but there is a football Dude, game going on between all that. It's like a 2001 throwback halftime oh, show from what I heard. Oh, I was like, I was trying to figure out what, like what songs they're going to play. You know, they can't play all of any song, but I know a lot of those songs, dude. I mean, it's, you know, I was kind of, that was my jam back in the day. Yeah. Some old school Dre and Snoop Dogg and. I'm trying to think of all the ones they collaborated on that they did back in those days. They're going to have to do again today, right? I mean, you can't put Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg on stage and say they don't sing uh, nothing but a G-thang, baby. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Jenkos and the 90s, come on. I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that the Simpsons predicted the Bengals to win. So if you're putting money on it, how the, the hell did predicted. the cartoon, so the guy that wrote the cartoon predicted it? Have you ever, you've never seen The Simpsons or known, like, there's rumors that Matt Cronin's a time traveler because <laughs> of the things they predicted? No. So, go on YouTube, and an old Simpsons episode predicted Donald Trump announcing that he was running for president, right? Okay. And in the cartoon, he's riding down an es- the escalator at Trump Tower. And there's people holding signs. And then right at the right moment, the girl drops the sign in the cartoon. Now, when you go back and now in the future and watch when Donald Trump announced he was running for president and he's coming down the escalator at Trump Tower, the person drops the sign at the exact moment. It's like super creepy. They announced uh, they predicted a Chinese virus taking over the world. And like they had a, a clip in the cartoon of like sick Chinese people coughing into your Amazon box. Well, that was to be predicted by anybody, you know, eventually at some point (laughs) in time that had to happen. Yeah. But no, they, they, there's like a ongoing internet joke that the Simpsons can predict the future. And, uh, they predicted the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I was a Simpsons fan when I was a kid. I do remember watching it, you know, a, a good bit, but as an adult, I just can't make myself get into cartoons anymore. It's just something about them that, 
aggravates me. I guess it's the old man thing, you know? Maybe. I'm not with you on that one, though. I like I like adult cartoons, though. You know, I like, I'm a big-time fan of South Park. I love South Park. Can't Family Guy. American Dad's better than Family Guy, but, um, yeah, Archer. Any adult cartoon I love, especially South Park. We've we've actually gotten three different streaming services because South Park keeps moving <laughs> Stre- streaming services. So they were when we first got Netflix, they were on Netflix. And then they jumped to Hulu, so we got Hulu. And then they jumped to HBO Max, and now we have HBO Max. And the only thing we watch on there is South Park. Wow, I love I love it. It's the best show ever made. I could get down with some old school beavers and butthead. But, They're uh, coming back too. They're going to be on Paramount Plus. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I got to yeah. uh, see. We cut all of our streaming shit off except for Netflix. We had, uh, well, I guess we still have HBO Max because that comes with our phone bill. But um, we had Netflix, Hulu, something else we were paying for. Oh, Sling TV. And uh, we cut all that shit out because we never watched it. You know, we have like this little handful of shows we watch on Netflix. But then we have all the free channels. Like we got the Roco channel. And it's got live TV on it. And it's got anything you could think of that you look up that you'd want to watch is on there. But um, all that shit's free. So we cut back on all those recurring subscriptions. Yeah. I've got Netflix, Hulu, well, I've got the Disney Plus Hulu ESPN package, so it's like twelve ninety nine a month for all three. So oh, it's wow. like paying for one and you get all three. Um, and then we've got HBO Max. But I've never, I've never actually even logged into HBO Max. We probably watch Hulu the most. Yeah, see, that was the one that I forget why we signed up for that. It was one of those ones we were watching some series or something on Netflix. And it ended at like season, I don't know, two, five, whatever. But the the very last season was on Hulu. So we signed up just so we could finish whatever that was we were watching. And uh, it just kept coming out of the bank account for a very long time. And we realized that your camera's frozen up again, dude. It's so weird. Huh. That's weird. Been, you can still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. It's been doing it the whole time. Huh. That's odd. Um. The only reason we have Netflix is so we can catch the last season of the the Last Kingdom. It's like a Vikings type show. We've then, been uh, we had a, a Netflix series going on, and we finished it up, and now we're having problems finding the next thing to watch. So we're in between series is right now. What were you watching? Uh, we were watching the show called Bloodline. It's pretty freaking cool. That- that's a good show. Yeah, it was uh, a terrible ending, but it is what it is. I think the last season was in 2014, so it's not like we're waiting for an actual conclusion, you know. Yeah. But uh, um, I think it's on Hulu, but there's a show called Tacoma FD, and it's the guys from Super Troopers, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're firefighters. Yeah. It's fuck, it is hilarious. It's a really good show. See, I need recommendations. Let me tell you what kind of stuff we normally like. So we've got like this list of shows, and every now and then if we just can't figure out anything, we'll start one of those over from scratch and watch ever how many seasons there are. Mm -hmm. 
but we have certain requirements when it comes to getting super involved in a series. There has to be excessive amounts of profanity, drug use and violence is a plus, titties are a necessity, and uh, you know anything else from there is just a bonus. Yeah, but like, see, we watched Shameless. That was pretty awesome. Um, Weeds, Nurse Jackie, Dexter. Dexter's a good show. It took me a while to get into Dexter, mm-hmm. but once I got into it, man, I was I was hooked. That's a great show. I don't like emotional TV. I like funny TV. Like my wife watches all this emotional shit, and it drives me nuts. That's so all. Go in the garage. I don't. Even, I don't want to watch this crap. You know. But I like comedy. I want it to make me laugh. So like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is probably one of my favorite shows. That show's hilarious. Yes, um, dude, but I like violent too. So like Vikings. I watched the whole Viking series. Um, I couldn't get last, into that one. I think we tried that one. The Vikings is tough because they go through like two generations. So like everybody from the first two seasons, by the time you get to season five is dead. Well, that sucks. You know what I mean? So it's like, like the little kids in the first season are grown ass adults in the fourth <laughs> season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And their parents are dead because it's Viking life. But how about the 100? You ever tried that one? Mm-mm. That's pretty neat, but it doesn't meet any of the requirements that are normally necessary. Like there's, there might, they might say like shit once or twice. I don't know the rating on it, but I think it came out on like CW. Yeah. But it's a pretty cool show. Um, a really, really good show. And I don't even know where you'd watch it now is a uh, Spartacus blood and steel. It might be on HBO cause it was, it came out on HBO, but it's older. It's from like the early two thousands. Okay. And it's about like, Spartacus and the gladiators, you know what I mean? And like they revolted against their owners cause they were slaves and they start us like a gladiator army pretty much. And uh, the only, the only real, I mean, you get to see Xena warrior princesses, boobies in it. Like the real Xena. Yeah. You could see Lucy Lawless's titties. Wow. How are they? Uh, pretty good for somebody her age. Very that's for firm, sure. I would imagine. Yeah. You could see her butt too. Yeah. Well, you, you, Pretty much see that back on Xena days. Yeah, but she's I'd say she's probably in her mid-40s in that show, but it's a great show. The only warning I'd give you is there's a lot of full frontal male nudity. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I'm also not a fan. I mean, I can <laughs> overlook it, but, you know. We watched whatever. Hangover the other night, and I forgot a little Chinese dude pops out of the trunk butt naked. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. But, uh, yeah, he was butt naked. Yeah, you catch that on HBO Max every now and again. You start watching a series, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is HBO. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Whoops. Forgot. So you're talking about Spartacus. I'm guessing you've seen 300, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that one? I love that movie. I love it to pieces. Finally, The got cinematography is it. awesome. Yeah, you know, dude. I mean, Gerard Butler, like, <laughs> he's he a does gangster. a great job. He's a yeah. gangster, dude. I've never seen a bad movie with him in it. Yep. Yeah, you ever seen Gamer with Gerard Butler? Yeah, that's a pretty interesting show. I could see something like that happening, not in our lifetime, but you know, later on, futuristic down the road. Oh, what's that movie he was in where he played uh, law-abiding citizen? Hell yeah, that's a good movie. That dude was running the world from inside the jail. Yeah, that was and he freaking awesome. Kills his roommate with a T-bone yep. from a T-bone steak. Yep. 
So cool. Badass. Yeah. It ain't been too long since we watched that one again. Yeah. I like, like, the superhero movies and stuff, but I'm tired of... They're beating dead horses, you know what I mean? There's been 50 Batman movies, you know what I mean? The Avengers are doing all these crappy TV show spinoffs and Star Wars. Just let the series die and come up with something new. I've never Um, once watched any Batman or Avengers or Spider-Man or none of those kind of movies. I've just, I've never had any kind of interest whatsoever in even checking it out for some reason. The the Avengers are good, but there's 18 movies. Yeah, you see them all the time. They do series for each character, and then the, they all come together in the Avengers movies. And they're all awesome, and they're all super well done. But once they finished Endgame, which was the last of the whole deal, they should have stopped there. But they just keep making these spinoffs, trying to squeeze every penny they can out of it. Yeah. Like, how, how are you going to make spinoffs of characters that died? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. We were looking wow. for a, a scary movie. Katie loves scary movies. So I was, you know, we were talking back and forth, and I said something about the movie Wrong Turn. I remember seeing that one way back in the day, and, mm-hmm. I, and I enjoyed that one. So I said, let's look that up on the Hulu or Netflix or whatever. And we looked it up, and they don't have the original, but the original came out in 2003. There's another Wrong Turn that just came out in 2021, right after Wrong Turn 6. So they've done this same movie at least seven eight times now it's ridiculous I, I just can't understand it you know look at look at fast and furious there's like nine of them they took that too far like, i was what a are you guys big doing? fan of the first two but after that they just started dropping and dropping and dropping i haven't yeah. even seen a bunch of the most recent ones hollywood's really sucking lately yeah vin diesel was good in riddick though yeah that's a good movie yeah chronicles of riddick and yeah. uh pitch black was the prequel yeah like that yep yeah that was a weird one pitch black but it was good yeah i like it so that's our uh what was it called siskel and ebert segment of the hustle and grind is that right siskel and ebert oh yeah the movie critics yeah yeah from way back yeah throwback there yeah i I prefer uh mystery science theater 3000 oh good lord (laughs) you could never do that now because of like copyright infringements but like that'd be a cool idea for a podcast. Yeah, where you where you just like watch a movie and talk shit about the movie while you're watching it. Hmm. My my wife hates watching TV with me because, like, we'll be watching like an action movie where they're shooting guns, and I'm like, that that gun's only got six rounds in it. Like, how did he shoot fifty rounds out of it? I do that you shit know? all the time, dude. I'm like, there's no way that revolver just held that many rounds, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're shooting a revolver and the spent shells are flying everywhere. I'm like, no, they're not. They don't yeah. come out of a revolver. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. 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 Or they're shooting a pump shotgun without pumping it. Yeah. Yep. They're like, doof, 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 doof. I'm like, that's a pump shotgun. What are you doing? Like, yeah. Come on. Come on, Hollywood. Or Get your shit together. A 22, a 22 rifle and it's leaving like trash can size holes in a door. Yeah, or they're shooting an AK, and it's like pew, pew, pew. It's like if you've ever shot an AK-47 in real life, it's probably one of the loudest guns you'll ever shoot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so is an AR. It doesn't go. No, I had an AR pistol, and it was painfully loud. Yeah, I've got a couple of them, and they are definitely not a sneak up on you type of machine. Yeah, no, no. I had a 270 Winchester. 
like a big, it was, you know, that's a pretty good size round. And I had a neighbor who was like four miles away and he knew when I was shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. I think call my, me up. My biggest caliber I've got is probably my 30 six. Yeah. Or a 308. I don't know which is bigger. I've got one of each. They're about the same though. If you look at the actual shell. Yeah. You're really close uh, to the same. Unfortunately, I lost all my guns in a tragic boating accident. Um, no, well, I did in- too, but I know what lake they're in just in case. I'll go magnet fishing for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not going to keep you here all day, Ryan. I know that you're pumped up about this football game. So uh, I'm going to eat some leftover Chinese food and uh, probably go watch TV in the shop. We're going to do uh, pigs in a blanket, of course, and then the little meatballs and the little cocktail weenies in the barbecue sauce. Yep. Um, little homemade pizzas, little self-serving size homemade pizzas, cheese dip, chips, all that good stuff, uh, little cocktail shrimps, uh, lots of finger foods. On, Damn. On football days, we don't we don't really do shit where you got to make a plate. We just kind of fix stuff and leave it in the kitchen. Because we don't really sit down and watch the game. We're always on our feet, you know, pacing back and forth, screaming at the TV. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun because, like, nobody's coming over. You know what I mean? It's going to be me and Katie, me and my wife. And, like, not to be all sappy and shit, but fuck, dude. I have so much fun hanging out with my wife. It's, like, truly hanging out with my best friend. So, I know, dude. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> great day. And I'm going to drink a couple of beers later. But the cool part is I'm going to have – I might have two or three. Yeah, and, and then, then stop. And then I know, like, I'm done. I don't want to go to bed drunk. I don't want to wake up fucking foggy. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to start kicking some more ass like I did this whole past week. I fully encourage it. I don't drink alcohol at all. Uh, my kids have never seen me drunk. My wife has never seen me drunk. Um, I used to. Uh, but I come from, like, a long lineage of drunk bastards. So – you know, it's goes back to that self accountability. Right. You know, I mean, I I need to be the one to break the cycle. Yeah. You know, my dad's obviously not, and I don't want my kids to see me that way because they emulate what you do. Yeah. So I made a conscious decision, and it, and it, like I don't like the taste of alcohol, and I don't like how it makes me feel anymore. You know, I used to when I was younger. Yeah, when you're single and you're out trolling for poontang. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. Liquid courage. Yeah. But now I just don't have any desire. Now, the weed, on the other hand, that's a different story. See, weed's never done nothing for me. Maybe I'll give it another shot, you know, and just see. But I don't need to, you know, to have one thing to make up for another. There's no reason yeah, I would, for that. I wouldn't advise eating edibles if you're going to get back into the weed thing. I'm that, not going to get back into the, the amount, weed thing. <laughs> the amount of pickle can eat blow my mind. I'm like, dude, I'd I'd be in a coma sleeping. He put up a story the other day, and it was like it was on Facebook. It might have been on Instagram, but I saw it on Facebook. And as soon as I clicked on it, he's like, just shot out of his mind. He's like, "What's the pickle show?" <laughs> gone and starts like, fuck. I think he was looking for edibles, but they were gone or something. Can't really remember. To put it into it perspective, when you. When you see pickle on those lives and he's like, oh, this is 200 milligrams that he eats it and then he eats two more. Uh, technical medical dose of THC is 10 milligrams. <laughs> no wonder so, he's so blasted. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? If I ate 200 milligrams, I'd literally be able to have a conversation with Jesus and fly to the moon. Yeah. Like, whoo. Yeah. Am, you know. I, am I still breathing? You know? But <laughs> he's yeah. got a tolerance, I guess. Because you do, the more you do, you build up a tolerance for it, you know? No, it's completely um, understandable. Like I said, I could put down 20 beers in a night and walk around just fine, never even get tipsy. But yeah. See, I was I'd, I'd be like tits up sleeping from three beers. Well, in my blood, I was, you know what I mean? And my brain was a, probably a lot more foggy than I gave it credit for being. But the next morning, I damn sure knew, like, dude, you are not fucking 21 anymore. It's time to quit or you're going to die. Uh, and, like, it's not just the alcohol. It's it's metabolizes into sugar, so it makes you fatter. It dehydrates you, you know, just like, and and it eats brain cells. Yeah. I actually weighed myself because I can like look down and see my belly. It's not so far out in front of me no more. And I gave it a week before I weighed myself, and uh, I lost about six pounds. What are you at now? Two nineteen and a half. Oh yeah, see, I'm two thirty five. Yeah. So I w- I was right at two twenty five. Yeah. But it's probably been a month since I weighed myself. I don't weigh very often. Yeah. I don't see a reason for it. You know what I mean? we were in that weight loss competition at work and then both of us got the Rona and that, you know, it's really hard to stick to a diet when you have COVID. So, right. Yeah. It was two weeks of, you know, and then we kind of never got back into it, but I haven't gained anything back yet. So that's good. Well, my dinner last night was an epic treat of protein and carbs. So I know that didn't help anything, but, uh, tonight is going to be pretty unhealthy. I don't eat that bad. But I eat like my my real vice, my soft spot is cinnamon toast crunch late at night. Uh, I love cinnamon so toast I'll, I'll eat a big bowl of cereal right before bed. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you know that's not good for you. No, it's not. I get up and eat chocolate pudding in the middle of the night. <laughs> that's so random, chocolate pudding, <laughs> dude. You know the the uh, the shelf in your fridge where the eggs go in the door. Yeah. That's full of little uh, snack packs of chocolate pudding and plastic spoons. That way, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I don't leave any dirty dishes. I just eat my pudding and throw my little plastic container and my plastic spoon right in the trash can. Uh, when I get my taxes back, I'll send you some more barbecue chips. Oh, yeah. Let me know what I owe you, dude. Oh, Katie walked through the house last night. She had this funny look on her face. I said, what's wrong? And she held it up. She said, last pack of all dressed. And just walked right past me. <laughs> I'm glad she acquired a taste for him. She did. She enjoyed them for sure. Yeah. I was hey man, th- humped. They make some good fucking chips, dude. I know. I was trying to think of some shit the other day. I was like, man, I need to send Ryan like some some Georgia only stuff, but I can't think of anything. I mean, like we got pig skins, but you already said you don't like those. I'm yeah, sure they got boiled. those everywhere, though. Yeah, they got them up here, boiled peanuts, but they wouldn't be good by the time they got here. Canned ones would be. Yeah. The Hardy Farms, dude. I'll send you some of those. You like a, I'll send you original and Cajun, but I'll probably send you a couple more of the Cajun. Those are so much better. Really? If you like spicy stuff. Just barely Yeah, I don't spicy. mind spicy. I mean, it's not hot. It's just got a little Cajun kick to it. I swim my pizzas in Frank's Red Hot. I hate that shit. Ugh. What? Oh, man. God. So so good. I got buy it by the big jar, like yeah. the big bottles, the quarts. I've got an aunt that makes buffalo dip, like buffalo chicken cheese dip. 
And every holiday we have, there's this giant crock pot full of it. But that's what she uses as Frank's. And I can't stand it. Everybody else gobbles it up. I'm like, could you just put Texas Pete in there instead? I see Texas Pete don't taste like nothing. Oh, I love Texas Pete. That's my favorite one. But yeah. it's better than Tabasco. If, Tabasco is like. Yeah, Tabasco's nasty. Got a, it tastes like vinegar. Yeah, it's got too much of a weird flavor to it. Yeah, not enough hot. Yeah. Too much vinegar. Yeah. Tapley's Red but, Bull is pretty good, but it don't take much of that. That's hot, hot, hot sauce. Yeah. It even says on I've the never, label, one dot does it all. Ouch. Or one dot's enough or something like that. Yeah, I don't like to go crazy with it. I don't. I don't want to like shit blood the next day. I just like you the know? flavor of hot sauce. I think that's yeah. why I like Texas Pete so good. It, it gets you just a tiny little kick, but it's got a real good flavor. So sriracha is pretty good. I like that. I like that. Sriracha and ranch is really good. So if you go to Wendy's, they've got a spicy chicken sandwich now, mm-hmm. but back in the day they did not. So if you'd ask them for a spicy chicken sandwich they would give you the regular chicken sandwich with a few packs of that sriracha sauce that they give you with the chili. That was my first introduction to sriracha, and it was yep. a good one. Yep, it, it's good stuff. Yeah. It really is. And you can mix it with stuff like ranch, um, blue cheese, like other salad dressings and stuff, and make them spicy. Yeah. Yeah, blue cheese is gross. It should be a, oh, a sin. I love blue cheese. Ugh. So gross. Only the dressing, though. I don't like straight-up blue cheese mold crumbles. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't stand it, dude. Ranch all the way. If you ever get chicken wings on here, they say, would you like ranch or blue cheese? I would say maybe one out of 50 times you hear somebody say blue cheese. Really? It's always blue cheese is It's always blue cheese up here. Yeah. No. Well, guys, I am on my third 32-ounce Gatorade. Of this podcast, so I got to pee. And I guess we'll call it a day, man. What do you think? I think we've had a pretty good show. Yeah. Not a lot of knife-related shop talk, but who cares? We have fun, and that's what matters. There's a little bit. I went over my grinds. I and like I, that. I want to apologize because I'm not good at, ex- like, I work alone, so I don't ever have to explain what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I just do it. Oh, before um, we go, before we go, we got some business to to take care of here. We got to uh, bring up our sponsors, Broadbeck Ironworks and Phoenix Abrasives. Y'all know the deal. We don't have to go through all of it every single week. You know that we love them. We And it is the one-stop shop. That's it. Not not the mom-stop shop, not though mom moms stop. can shop there, too. <laughs> and when you make your one-stop over there at Phoenix, use Hustle 10 for 10% off your whole order, and use Hustle at Broadbeck, and you get upgraded to that Mareco Platinum for free with any grinder kit. So uh, they're kind of they go hand in hand. If you buy a broadback, you're going to have to have some belts. If you buy some belts, you got to have something to strap it to. So get yourself one of each. And uh, and we'll go through our patreons right quick, our patrons of the show. And uh, we love and respect all of you. So starting with the old school, Mister Donny Dulovich, Knife Material dot at. Jason Moss at Aru Blade Works. Well, excuse me, at uh, Peach Podcast Indicate. Uh, Brigham Kendall. Mark LeBlanc. Mark Vanderwerf. I'd like to shout out Mark Vanderwerf. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, 
he's also TR Maker UK mm-hmm. and 118 Blades. And uh, I just ordered my 7-inch wheel set through him. So if anybody needs any wheels, any TR Maker products, and they can't get a hold of Usul, hit up Mark, and uh, he'll hook you up. He also sells Richard Beck's um, Vander Sanders and BA Shredder grinders in the UK. So, Well, speaking of the devil, our next on the list is Mr. Richard Beck himself. And I just got a couple of Venturi Forge burners from him. And, wow, that is like some next-level craftsmanship. I mean, they, they they look and perform like they came out of some production warehouse. You know what I mean? Like a like an assembly line. His products are awesome. I have yeah. – so I run the Brian House Revolution Grinder, but Richard Beck from Beck'sArmory.com, um, he sells a tracking upgrade for it so you have live like real-time dual axis tracking for your tracking wheels and it's a fucking game changer it was the best hundred and something bucks i ever spent on my grinder it was awesome i've got the plans for that i need to print them out and see about making it but uh next up is the t family that's todd harrington mr todd out there in vegas he's got a new website thknives.com i believe is the name of the site he's Um, killing it dude that is it's a nice looking website too he sent me some links Mm -hmm. to it before it was live to kind of check out you know proofread i guess you'd say it's a yep, killer looking it's super website. easy to navigate yeah um everything's right there in the open it's not like like some websites you know you kind of got to hunt for stuff not on todd's yeah. um so check him out yep and we got uh mr blade magazine dennis tyrell i heard he was on the inside of the back cover full page that's pretty freaking awesome uh brad Troxclair, he is a Proud supporter of Woody Wax. He's done got some stencils and some Woody Wax and some sample packs and all kinds of stuff up. He bought him. into my raffle, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, good dude right there. Uh, Zachary yep. Sowell, another good dude. He also, also he bought into, into my raffle. Yep. Appreciate you, Zach. Yeah, he's brought into everyone that I've done, so kick ass, dude. Um, and then we've got the Canadian man, myth, and legend himself, Lawrence Lake up there at Maritime Knife Supply. And we got a brand new one today. It is Driver Defense Knives, Mr. Dustin Driver. And uh, I haven't had a a chance to really go through his stuff and look real close, but when I glanced, he's got some kick-ass-looking blades over there. So go go look him up, Driver Knives. Driver Defense Knives, I'm sorry. Yep, uh, I'll go check him out. Yeah, pretty cool-looking stuff. So uh, there it is, guys. That is our list. And... uh, What are you doing? I I got a message, and it was from Woody Wax. And I was going to say, oh, well, speak of the devil. But it's completely unrelated to anything. It's just a a bullshit between him and me. (laughs) Oh, right on. But, yeah, go check out Woody Wax and get you some of that stuff. I've been using it. It kicks some butt for sure. Yep. It's a major butt kicker. But uh, you use it on your tattoo, huh? I use it on my tattoo. I use it on the handle of that raffle knife. Yep. Um. I rub it on my hands when they get dry and cracked because I, I get a lot of gas and solvents on my hands at work. Yeah. And yeah, and my skin will crack like, like to the point where they bleed. Yeah. So can't have that. Well, that's it. Nope. I mean, it's oil. You know what I mean? Oil, mineral oil. It's good for no, you. It so- softens them right up. Yeah. 
Way better than lotion. Yeah, I put a little bit on the back of my tattoo right here. Just to, I got one little spot. The day after I got the tattoo, we were doing some yard work, and I went to snatch some vines, and a damn thorn caught me and just gave me the slightest little cut, but it was where the fresh tattoo was. Mm-hmm. So it's still just a little piece of scab there. But other than that, I'm all healed up. Yeah, yeah, my legs all healed up. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to call it a day. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. So uh, tune in and check us out one more time. Till then, guys, keep on hustling and keep on grinding. That was good. At least we recorded this one. Yeah. I got your that was good on the recording. Oh, shit, I'm still recording. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Now we're officially done. Three, two, one. Bye.